Welcome to the Jaguar Podcast, a show where we discuss all things related to Duval County's finest NFL football team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval, baby! What's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Teal Takes. I'm your host, Andrew Eshman, and I am joined by former Jaguars defensive lineman and coach Paul Spicer. What's up, Paul? Nice to see you again. Hey, what's going on, Andrew? It's always good to, you know, to be on the Jaguar, the Jaguar podcast and, and get a chance to talk about, you know, our favorite team. That's near and dear to our hearts, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, man. And we have another coaching staff, you know, moved on from <laughs> Urban. <laughs> Here we go again, uh, right? It seemed like it was just yesterday. Yeah. We were talking about a, a new staff. And Here now, we are again. Yeah, exactly. And now we have uh, we have Doug Peterson. So um, what are your thoughts? Let's get started on that. Well, you know what? Um, you know, with Doug Peterson coming in and taking over the helm, um, you know, I, I thought it was a good hire from a standpoint of here's a guy with experience not too far removed from the Super Bowl. Um, so he kind of knows what it takes and what it looks like to put a team on track to to that trajectory of getting to the Super Bowl. You know, I think he he knows that he has a good quarterback and Trevor Lawrence. Um, with ETN finally get opportunity to play this year being that his rookie campaign was cut short due to a foot injury. You know, he has some pieces to play with, um, you know, but, uh, you know, I think he's a guy that with a lot of NFL, again, experience, um, been around. Um, I think, he know, like, he said, like I said before, he knows what it looks like uh, to get to the, to, to, the, to the pinnacle, to the ultimate, and that's the Super Bowl as always in each and every team, all 32 teams in the NFL. That should always be their goal. But uh, the good thing is he's been there. Um, one of the first coaches as a head coach uh, coming into the Jacksonville Jaguars that's been to the Super Bowl. So, you know, that that's, 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 that's you know, promising. But, again, it's all about, you know, Sunday and what, what the Jaguars going to go out there and do. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I like the hire. Um, love that he went to the Super Bowl. Um, he almost went – and, you know, a second year in a row, you know, they were close. And then, um, you know, I would have liked to see, you know, Byron Lefwich. I would have liked to see him kind of take the helm and how that would have would have kind of played out, especially with the GM situation. But I still think Doug's a great hire. Um, I think he's a good culture guy. I mean, he's going to he's going to build up that locker room. Um, I think the staff is pretty good as well. Um, brought over Mike Caldwell, which is uh our new defensive coordinator. And I was just kind of curious, Paul, your thoughts on that, him coming over from Tampa Bay. Um, you know, I don't know a lot about Mike Caldwell. Um, I do know this, uh, you know, he, he played a long time. He, he was playing when I was playing, but he retired a bit before I did. But um, I think he's a very intelligent defensive coordinator. Um, he was as a player, was one of those guys you can count on on all three downs um, when he was on the field. So I think that can help translate to help some of them young guys on this team, on this Jacksonville Jaguars team, that a guy that has been there and done it, he's been in their shoes, he's been in those seats and those meeting rooms as a player and now and as an assistant coach and now as a coordinator. 
So he, he has taken the, um, you know, step by step and evolved now as the new Jacksonville Jaguars defense coordinator. And, um, you know, he's been around some good ones. Um, you know, he's been around the late, great Jimmy Johnson, who was defense coordinator, uh, Pittsburgh, I'm not Pittsburgh, excuse me, Philadelphia Eagles a long time ago. Um, he's been around, um, you know, Todd Bowles, who's now the head coach of Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, who's the, all of his defense has always been top notch, top 10 in, in the NFL. And so he, he's been around some guys that understand how to stop offenses and understand defenses and how everything works. And, um, you know, he put some guys around him, uh, the defensive line coach, Brinson Buckner, another guy I've, wor- I've had the pleasure of working with, another guy that, um, like Caldwell, who has played the game um, over 10 years. These guys had careers in the NFL. See, it's a little different when people talk about, well, he played in the NFL. Did he play or did he have a career? Yeah. You know, because sometimes people get that misconstrued and thinking that, you know, because a guy was on practice squad or a guy played a few games, he, oh, yeah, he played in the NFL. No, man. These guys, <laughs> Buckner and Caldwell, these guys been around. They played over 10-plus years. They, you know, been around and been on some good teams and some teams that had a lot of success. So they know what it takes. And I think that's one of the things that when you compare that on top of Doug Peterson, bringing in guys that's been successful, not only in their coaching careers, but also their playing careers. So they can translate that and build that culture um, amongst the whole the whole organization. And, and I, I think Shire Khan and Tony and those guys, they need that. Um, and you know what? Again, every year it, it's a new season. Every team, every NFL team is a new team. Nobody's the same. There's always some new pieces here and there from top to bottom. So, you know what? Right now I'm just optimistic and can't wait to see what happens, um, you know, coming this this year. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think, you know, like you said, uh, Doug Peterson coming in, winning that Super Bowl, then, you know, Mike Caldwell being a defensive coordinator, not only having a career, but, you know, in the NFL – but being with a Super Bowl winning organization, learning around Todd Bowles, amazing, who's had amazing defenses. I think this Jacksonville defense is going to be nasty. I mean, I think, you know, the just from watching in the preseason, you know, Trayvon Walker, you know, someone who I'm really excited about, um, who's kind of unexpected as a first rounder. You know, there was a lot of talk about, um, Evan Neal, you know, offensive lineman and other players um, like Aiden Hutchinson. But um, this guy's showing a lot out on the field, especially in preseason. Uh, what are your thoughts on him? You know what? Um, you know, and sorry, Jaguars, you know, my Jaguar fans out there. I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of the, you know, the preseason with the Jaguars. But from what I do know of Walker, he he is a difference maker, yeah. um, you know, I don't think people gave him enough credit because when you had when you on a team, and I mean when I say when I'm talking about this when he was in college in Georgia, when you're on a team like that with so many ball playmakers, yeah. you know, he's he he's not a rah-rah guy. He he he's not a guy that's overly emotional. You know, he just go about his work and <laughs> and, he, and he does it so well. <laughs> so I, I think that, you know, as time goes on and he comes into his own. He's going to give a lot of offensive lines and offenses fits. He's a guy that, you know, you're going to have to find where is he, you know, and 
he's like I said, he's gonna be a difference maker for this Jacksonville Jaguar defense. And you know, you got Allen on the other side, another guy you can't take nothing from. He's a guy that can be a game changer at any moment. These guys, they, so the Jaguars have game records. They went out and got game records. You know, I, they lost some, unfortunately. You know, over these past few years, some players that they should have kept that they drafted. But you know, hey, we got Walker now. They kept Allen. You know, they got they got some pieces, man. And, and I mean, the Griffin in the back end. You know, they got some pieces, and they got some things. You know. Caldwell got some guys that he can dial some defenses up and get, really get after some offenses in the NFL. And it's going to be exciting to watch. You know, I, I'm pretty sure, you know, the Jaguar, you know, faithful, you know, going to be there to support, bring the noise, man, you know, being that teal and black, bring that, bring, bring the noise and bring the energy because Jack, you know, defenses feed off of that. I know when I played, that was one of the things that I loved about playing at home back then at all tell stadium <laughs> <laughs> uh you know i used to i mean but you know the, the jaguar fans are, are one of you know the best fans in the nfl they bring a lot of energy they get after it man and i know walker and allen and the rest of those guys will feed off that energy that you know duval will bring to sunday in, in um man everbank field i mean is it i don't even know if it's everbank anymore maybe another name but <laughs> um, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna bring that energy. So you know what? Like I said again, I can't wait, man. I, it's almost like it, it, the excitement is one of those things you just say, man. All I need right now is a beer and popcorn. And I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what's funny? You mentioned uh, you, you mentioned the fans. You mentioned mentioned when you were playing. I saw something on Twitter that was that was awesome. It was a uh, a clip from from I think it was like Thursday night football or it might have been Monday night football. But they had a, they had a, a shot of Mike Peterson and he goes, "Welcome to Duval. Prepare to be hit." And then he, <laughs> and then uh, they showed the lineup, the defensive line. He's like, you know, we have. Uh, we have like four four linemen here, pro all you know, two all pro. What else to say? And he had, and I saw your picture there. I saw Henderson. I think it was um, Marcus Stroud, and then Rob Meyer, and then they had uh, all the rest of the linebackers. And man, it was just fun to it was just fun to see that. And I'm hoping to bring back that energy, man, where it's like, welcome to Duval, prepare to be hit. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I mean, Mike Peterson, great guy, and I wish him the best at the University of Florida. You know, I'm not a Gator fan, but I know there's a lot of Gator fans in Duval, man. So I wish him all the success this year and hope that they do well and go far uh, in this college season. Um, but, man, you know, we had a lot of personality on our on our team. And I'm not saying they don't have that this year, but it's, it's they're a young group. And when you have a lot of young players, it's one of those things that they're still trying to find themselves as well. Not saying they're not saying as football players, but as pros and pro go beyond the field and it's going to take some time for those guys to gel not only with each other because that's very important that's number one but also with the community um that's like 1a you know i, I don't put us i don't put the community in in, in, the, in the in the back seat and make them number two i'll say they're they're 1a you know and um it was always always a good feeling to go out on Sunday, get that win because I knew it affected the community because on Monday, from a media standpoint, newspapers, I mean, man, the mailman walked with a better skip when he was delivering mail. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, the Maxwell Hoff Coffee House 
on, on Bay Road right there smelled a little bit better on Monday. You know, <laughs> I mean, everything just, you know, permeated in a positive manner when the Jaguars were rolling. And I, I, I'm just looking forward to, you know, the organ Jacksonville organization, the act Jackson, Jacksonville community to get back to that. Yeah. Uh, me too, man. I, we, we need some victory Mondays. But, Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you're back to Trayvon Walker again. We were talking about him earlier. I, you know, I didn't, you know, we'll admit I didn't know as much about him just with, you know, I think one being on that, like you said, that Georgia defense with all those pieces. I mean, you had Nicobe Dean, you had Jordan Davis, you had all these um, really, really, um, you know, really, really strong defensive players. So I think, uh, you know, Walker didn't have that that crazy stat line, right, where he had tons of sacks and tackles. I mean, he's still, you know, pretty good for all those pieces around him. But um, I'm really excited what he can do with this defense because I think he can kind of do it all. I mean, he can drop back in coverage. He can rush the passer, get, you know, get separation from those offensive linemen and, and get after the quarterback. And he looks like he's a good pursuit guy. He's he's hungry. He's running. He's a sideline to sideline guy. So um, I, I'm, I'm really excited about it, man. I think this defense is going to be really good. I mean, Walker is an unbelievable athlete. You know, I think people just didn't take notice of him, like because you, like we said already, because of all the talent that he played around in Georgia. I mean, they didn't go win a national championship with with some slouches. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they they recovered and went, and, you know, beat Alabama and beat them handily. Yeah. And um, ain't too many, ain't too many, you know, teams in in, in NCAA can say they went and beat Alabama. The way they beat him, yeah. And um, you know, when he showed up at the combine, I mean, he he blew it up. And um, I think that when teams and and you know organizations went back and looked at the tape, I mean, I think they were like, wow, you know, because when you play with a lot of good players, sometimes you can get lost in the fold, and it takes another look for teams to get you know say, let me let me pay a little bit more attention now. And see what this kid is all about. And so when you put on the tape of a guy like uh, Walker, he's heavy-handed. He's 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 a guy that he plays with a relentless motor. He he's a guy that, like I said, not a rah-rah guy, not a guy that's going to be look at me and all this and that. You know, not a big personality on the field type guy. And that's okay. Nothing's wrong with that. But <laughs> we, but the thing about it is, when the ball is snapped from the whistle blown. He's effective. And I think that's what prompted the Jaguars to move him up to number one on their board. And he, he, he's not a knucklehead. He's not a guy that's, you know, running around, you know, trying to trying to do things that's going to, you know, bring a bad spotlight on himself or his teammates or his, or his family. You know, I just think he's a guy that's about his work. Um, I think he's a guy that's as humble, probably just humble soul, man. Just one of them guys got that old soul. But you know what? When the lights are on, he steps across those white lines. You know, he he's all business. He's all business, and it, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting for the Jacksonville, you know, community, the fans to be able to watch a player of his caliber and his ability to go out there because he's a guy I truly believe is going to go out there and give, give you everything he has to win. Yeah. And you know what? Other, other guys feed off that type of energy. And so I think it's going to be a very beneficial benefit for the overall defense to have a young man like that. Yeah. And I, I mean, 
I also think he's really focused, like you said, all business. Um, and that's what the, the Jaguars need, honestly. So many distractions in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, they just need to get focused. And I think he was not only the great athlete, like you said, but he's a guy that's going to be a good locker room guy and is going to keep that defense focused. So it'll be, uh, it'll be really fun to watch. So we've been talking a lot about defense. I want to transition a little bit over to offense. Um, we have the LaVisca Chenault trade, our second round wide receiver. We drafted <laughs> what, two years ago. Dave Caldwell drafted him. And now he has been traded to the Panthers for a sixth and a seventh round pick in 2023. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, you know, I, I'm sorry, man. I, I, I was a head scratcher. I mean, yeah. truth be told, because he was one of the bright spots on the offense last year, you know, and he has been for the past two years. Excuse me. I mean, and for whatever reason, I just didn't feel like the two picks they received. When you think about a second and a six, a six and a seventh doesn't really matter. Those are two. Those are two picks that they may or may not make your team. Yeah, they they are just priority free agents. Truth be told. So you giving up, you get you, you gave up something for true true in my mind for nothing. Right. Okay. And I, again, I don't know, you know, the backstory. There's always there always is a backstory. Yeah. You know, did he did Sonal get, you know, into it with his receiver coach? Did they even get along? What 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 else was going on? Right. You know, because trust me, when things like this happen, there's always a backstory. And we and that's the that's the one thing about it, from from a media standpoint, you ain't gonna never really know the the true what's really going on or what really happened. It just happened, and it, and it's like I said, it's a, it's one of those things that you just say, you know what? It's a head scratcher. I, I don't see it. I, I I wish the young man success in Carolina. I'm pretty sure I saw a tweet saying that he's ready to make plays for the for the Panthers. Um, and I believe he will make plays for the Panthers. And um, he was a playmaker. He's a guy that, to me, I, I, I compare him to uh, Antoine Bolden, um, where you had a receiver that had running back ability right. that was really hard to tackle, really good in space, with you know ran, ran the ball very well when he when it was in his hands, um, you know where the arm tackles ain't gonna bring him down. Right. And, you know, was really to get in. He loves to get into the, you know, those areas on the field when teams are in zone and, or go across the middle, had a lot of toughness in him, you know, played the game fearless. And, um, you know, I'm sure he's going to be missed. You know, uh, I, I think truth be told, and I don't think, I don't know if Trevor Lawrence will come out and say it, but he was kind of like that outlet, you know, that, hey, you know what? If nobody, you know, if nobody open, Trevor Lawrence is looking for him, right. you know. So maybe Trevor Lawrence, you know, he maybe he got to he got to find a new guy, and they went out and you know paid an arm and leg for Kirk, um, who don't get me wrong, not not saying he's not a great player, um, but truth be told, in my mind, I think he's a slot. Um, he's dynamic. He he has speed. He can take the top off the of defenses. Um, he's a little small, so you know. But hope that he can have a big year for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and and Trevor can get some get some time to get the ball to him, and you know they so they guys can make some plays. But I just felt like you know Sonat was a, a guy that can, you know, you could do a lot with. You know, you can run those jet sweeps. You know that that teams like to run that 
I mean, hey, Doug Peterson, Doug likes to run. I thought he was a guy that you can do that with or a guy that, you know, if ETN is not back there or Robinson's not back there, you could put him in the backfield run it, and run him out of the backfield if you wanted to or hand the ball off to him. Right. I mean, he's a guy, I just felt like he would, there were so many things you can do with a guy like that. And for whatever reason, like I said, don't know the backstory, but for whatever reason, it didn't work out. Um, they weren't going to cut him. You know, he, I think he, he just had too much value there. And they just, you know, went with the first offer because truth be told, Carolina got a steal. Carolina truly yeah. got a steal. Yeah, they did, man. And I, I'm upset about it because I think, like you said, he was one of those dynamic guys that you could do a lot with running the football, had, you know, maybe use him in kind of like a Debo Samuel way where you, you're handing the ball off to him, yeah, especially since, you know, Robinson and ETN have had some injury trouble. You know, you can put him back there and still be able to run the football. Um, you know, he didn't have a good second, you know, last season. Didn't think it was a great season for him. Had some drops, but I think he deserved another opportunity. And, um, yeah, I just think the Jaguars goofed on this one. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see as time goes, right? Well, you know what? I mean, a lot of people are still shaking their head about Balky. And, and you know, I don't know the guy from Adam. Um I just, like I said, this is one of, I think, since I've been paying a little bit more attention, this is one of the things that kind of, again, I don't know if it's Balky, again, the backstory. I don't know if it's coming from the GM. I don't know if it's coming from the coaches, the head coach. You, you know, you don't know. Right. And, and and in the media, all we could do is kind of speculate. You know, we can speculate on what it is and what, it, you know. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. The guy's gone. Um, you know, they got a couple of picks that, truth be told, a six and a seventh is nothing. I mean, that's you can get two free agents, buddy. I mean, <laughs> it, it's 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 a six and a seventh of free agents. Truth be told. Yeah, I mean, it so, was pe- it was peanuts. I mean, they didn't they didn't get anything for them. Right. So it's a right. shame, but you know, we'll see what happens this this uh, upcoming season. Hopefully, Kirk, like you said, steps up. I think he's got a lot to prove. Um, you know, Marvin Jones Jr., he's going to have to get uh, – these receivers are going to have to get separation and get open for Trevor because, I mean, last – you know, last season, the the wide receivers, I feel like, just, you know, weren't all there for him, and he had – he struggled a bit with that. I mean – Yeah, and I was surprised they didn't go out and get another guy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Kirk's a bad player. He's not. But is he an A.J. Brown? No. No. Just <laughs> – you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. is he a Debo sample? De- excuse me, Debo Samuel? No. Yeah. And so I, when I think about some of the guys that were maybe available out there, is he a Julio Jones? I, I just, I, I just, I just, when I think about what what's available, what's out there um, at, in the market, I just thought they really could have, you know, not taken nothing from Kirk because he, he's, I think he's a good player too. But I think there was just some other guys that were much better. Yeah, I mean, you know, Devontae he, Adams was out there. Devontae, I was just about to say <laughs> Devontae Adams. You know, that, you, you want to help a young quarterback, you get a Devontae Adams type guy. Yeah. It, come on, man. I mean, I now, I know Seattle wasn't going to give up Metcalf. But, man, I, I tell you what, they they, they should have threw their hat in the ring and tried and tried and threw it and, yeah. and, and tried. You know I mean? Metcalf, I mean, are you kidding me? If we'd have had that guy? <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, it's it's just sometimes 
it's a little mind boggling. Like I said, it's some head scratchers yep. that uh, you just kind of say, you know, hey, man, I wish they could have, you know, did went this route, but they didn't. And, and again, it's all good. It's not like it's the end of the world. It's not like Kirk is not a bad, it's not a good player and not worthy. Again, it's just that when you have a young quarterback, you know what? Every and a lot of people believe that Trevor Lawrence is going to have a breakout season, and I'm praying that he does. I want I want him to have a breakout season because again, like I said, um, you know the Jaguar uh, organization is near and dear to my heart. I want to see him do wet very well. I want to see him in the playoffs and make another run. Uh, because not only the organization deserves it, but more importantly, the community of, of a whole and Duval deserves it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as we're wrapping up, you know, what's your season? What's your outlook on this upcoming season? You think the Jags uh, do better? You think the Jags make the playoffs? What are your thoughts? I, I'm I'm shooting for the playoffs. I think okay. I really believe they got a shot, um, you know, the Colts in Tennessee, two of the better teams. You know, I would say the Colts a little bit more over Tennessee. Um, but again, you never, it's something about when you play against your division. Yeah. You can't really say, oh, the Colts are just going to beat the Jags. You can't really say, oh, Tennessee just going to come run all over the Jags. Because something about when you play those division opponents, <laughs> it, it it is the weirdest thing, and I, I tell you, I've been I've been saying this since I was playing, because when I got to with the Jaguars, and I remember back then the divisions was changed, and we were in the same division with Cincinnati, Baltimore, uh, Pittsburgh, and when we played Pittsburgh, it was just it was oh man, I mean I used to love playing against Pittsburgh first of all, that was my, my favorite team. I would love playing against. Um, because they ran the ball all the time. But it, it was just one of those things that even and even when we transitioned, even when we transitioned to the new division that they are now with the with the Texans and the Titans and the Colts, when Peyton Manning was lighting everybody up, we'll play Peyton Manning, and it was boom, it was just it was like a heavyweight old school Tyson Ali type fight, man. We were going back and forth, back and forth. Yep. And it wasn't just one of those, they just rolled over us. So, you know, they got a shot. You know, the Jaguars ha have a shot. And um, it's just, like I said, some things that about, you know, I think the ball has to bounce their way, which, you know, as of late, they haven't had that. And, um, you know, I think they can create some of that for themselves. But then also, you know what? Hey, you just never know at the end of the day. Um, it goes to the old saying and the old movie, Any Given Sunday. Anything is possible. And I, I think that for the Jacksonville Jaguars in the 2022 season, anything is possible. And so they believe that. They go out there. I know some of the guys that I know on their staff, they believe it. But at the end of the day, it's the guys out there between the lines. They got to believe it. They got to trust one another and go out there and make it happen. And that's what it boils down to. You got to have that trust with the guy next to you. Because if you do, you ain't worried about him. You can put more focus on your job and be locked in, have that focus in what you have to do to be the best player for your team in the NFL at that moment. So if they can do that man-to-man -man across the board, all 11 guys, and have that ability to trust one another and they can build that type of chemistry with each other, you know what? Look out, man. The Jaguars are coming, and you never know. We can look up here 
four months from now and we can say, man, you know what? They 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 12 and three or they're 11 and four or, you know, and they got a couple more games, but they're they're pretty much in the driver's seat as far as the playoffs. And, um, you know, they they got to have that mindset to expect to win. They expect to be in, in, in that in that mode right there and not sit there and go in the games hoping to win. You can't ever think like that. You got to go in every game expecting to win, expecting to get the dub. Yep, exactly. I mean, I I, I think they're definitely going to win some more games. Um, you know, whether that's five or seven, you know, wins, I think is up in the air. I, I think the second half of the schedule is going to be hard for them. You know, they're playing some really, really good teams. Um, but it's like you said, though. I mean, it, they could, they could, you know – be a playoff team and I hope I'm wrong. I hope they do better and, and, and get into the playoffs or, or make a wild card. Um, but it'll be really exciting to watch. I, I'm hoping Trevor has that breakout season. I think they've put some pieces around him. I think the defense is going to be able to support him and keep them in games. Um, and I think this will be fun to watch and, 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 and who knows what's going to happen, but it, it, it'll, it'll be fun. I think this year. Well, as, as Trevor confidence, builds and himself and his ability what he can do we know he has the ability to make all the throws and do everything but as far as i'm talking about being that playmaker that he can't be as his confidence builds in that and and don't get me wrong other guys around him are going to have to step up you know that offensive line is going to have to step up you know they're, they're still a big question mark right now as to what they're going to do and what they're going to bring um to the to the to the, to the table and so there are some position groups on that on that team that has to step up. You know, the you, you mentioned it earlier with the wide receiver core with leading the way with Marvin Jones and Kirk. Those guys are veterans. Those guys gonna have to pull their weight and not only do what they need to do, but also get those other guys in that in that wide receiver room to step up as well, as well as you know, Cam Robinson and those guys in the offensive line. Those guys gonna have to hey, they 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 pay Cam Robinson. They thought they thought that he can be a guy that that can get better. Well, he's going to have to show it. He's going to have to show it. So right now, it's one of those things that they they're in that in that mode of of a lot of guys going to have to start fighting because again, if they go out there and have a same type of campaign that they had last year, some of those players ain't going to be around. They're going they're going because in the NFL, people forget those contracts. A lot of that stuff ain't ain't like it's one hundred percent guaranteed. And they don't forget, like I said, people forget about the NFL. It don't mean National Football League. It means not for long. So if you're not out there doing what you're supposed to be doing and helping your team be the best because your play is lacking, then guess what's going to happen to you? You're going to find yourself without a job. And, it, 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 if, and if Cam and them can't get, get it together, you know what? Hey, see you later, brother. We need to get we need to go out and get another brother that uh, need another guy that can come in here and make Trevor feel comfortable that he can take his drops, step up, find his receiver, and go through his progression, find the receiver, and get the ball to him without worrying about looking over his shoulder. A quarterback can't play in this league always looking over his shoulder. If he if he is, then he's going to be a subpar, below average quarterback, and then everybody's going to call him. Everybody's going to be on his head about he's a bust. And then here we go again talking about who they're going to draft in the first round in the top five next year. Yep. Exactly. I like that acronym. Not for long. <laughs> That's the first time I've heard that. That's great. Um, well, 
Paul, this has been great chatting with you, uh, talking some football. Always a, a pleasure having you on. And um, what else do you have going on? Anything, uh, anything exciting? Uh, I mean, I'm still, I'm still, you know, getting back into it. I had a great opportunity to coach in USFL. Um, you know, this first inaugural season um, did earlier this year was great with the New Orleans Breakers. Um, you know, we made the playoffs, uh, ended up losing against the Stallions, who win it all, which was great. Um, had I had that was awesome. A lot of things are being worked out right now. I'm not gonna put it out there. I'll let you know. Okay. You know exactly what's coming. What's coming? Uh, what's coming up here? Hopefully, in with, by the end of this month in September, I know exactly what's going on. So, but um, but man, I'm excited. You know, get out another opportunity to coach, get another opportunity to impart just knowledge of knowledge of self and, and as being a pro into another young man to help him um, be nothing a better man and a better pro football player and hope they get opportunity because a lot of the guys in USFL did get opportunities to go over to the NFL. There are a few, few of them didn't make the 53-man roster. A few guys made practice squads, and that's great. That's what it's all about. Um, and again, I'm still fighting for another opportunity as well to get my chance to get back in the NFL as a coach. And I, I know it's coming. It's just a matter of time. And um, you know what? When the good Lord bring it, and, and give it up, can't nobody take it away. So I'm I'm looking forward to the opportunity when it presents itself. But right now, hey, I'm looking forward to just getting back out there, getting on this, and smelling the grass, and getting an opportunity to get out there with some with some young men that really want to really want to be a professional. Yeah, man. Well, hey, I'm rooting for you. Uh, any team that gets you is getting a great coach, and um, I wish you the best. I'll be looking for, looking forward to hearing more about that, and hopefully uh, we can get together again sometime and do another episode, and we'll be talking about uh, maybe Jaguars playoffs and talking about some wins. Oh yeah, well, I tell you what, man. You know, here it is in sep- first day of September, and you know the season the season is just a couple of days away. Um, you know, and you know what, we're gonna look back, like I said, three three or four months from now. If they the Jaguars in that in the driver's seat, you're gonna be like, man, we 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 said it. We're claiming <laughs> it. We we claimed it right now, September 1st, man, 1156. We claim the Jacksonville Jaguars can make the playoffs. And so I, I think they can. I think they got a good staff over there. Doug Peterson put together a good staff. Caldwell, my man Brissa Buckner. They're they gonna get after it up front and with their defensive guys they have. And um you know what? My prayer is that, like I said, those guys going and I'm claiming it today that they're gonna they can make the playoffs. All right. Well we'll end on that note. Jags making the playoffs. That's what Paul Spicer is predicting. Um and we are wrapping up episode two of Teal Takes. Uh thanks everybody for watching. Thank you, Paul Spicer. Uh always appreciate having you on. See you guys later. Appreciate it, Andrew. See you. Let me get that coming up with the big Quarterbacks be where we on the prowl. Game day night, you could hear it in our ground. Intimidation on to keep their hearts racing. Eating other teams live on TV front of the nation. Spectacular defensive scheme. This episode is available on the Jaguar Podcast YouTube channel. So if you stop by, make sure to subscribe and give this video a like. Also, these episodes are available on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and other major podcast distributors as well. So if you don't mind, please leave me a review and some feedback. I'd really appreciate that. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, my Twitter handle is at Jaguar Podcast. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. This is Andrew signing off. Cheers. Cheers.